glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees and sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play it through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Happy. Happy New Year, everyone. I know it's January 14th, but that's all right. We haven't talked to you in over a month back on the Put Me and Coach podcast. It is a threesome episode today. Bobby Blanco, Ian Foster, and Tom Natale with you. They're joining me via Zoom, from the safety of our own homes. Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate you subscri- subscribing, rating, and following Along with the podcast, whenever we are able to get them out, I know it's a very infrequent amount, but you know these are crazy times. We all kind of have to uh, uh, go with the punches. Uh, speaking of which, because it's been so long before we've been able to pod, a major, major congratulations has to go out to our very Thank own you. Tom Natale. Shut up, I, Ian. I, I, I got my ingrown toenail. <laughs> I clipped it out nice and well. Just a little over two weeks ago, Tom is now. Off the market, officially a married man. Tom, congratulations. Uh, Very happy for you and Daniela. Um, The Thomas Bill (laughs) Mullis. Got to flash the ring a little bit. You are not the first person to say that to me. God damn it. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it's going to be for the rest of your life. Um, (laughs) Tom, congrats. Uh, The wedding... I mean, nothing goes according to plan in 2020 and into the start of 2021 either, but uh, you guys made it work. You guys are happily married. You guys are really, but yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to throw a party later, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, you are legally married and you were able to get your honeymoon into it. So congratulations. Uh, welcome to married life. Not that I know what that would be like, but uh, happy for you. Bob, Bobby's so young. <laughs> What's marriage? <laughs> it's weird saying my wife. My wife. I got really used to the fiance part. That was cool. So, you got a good year on that. Yeah, and and then um, but it's so hard not to say my wife and want to say it like the Borat way. It's my way. I feel yeah. like it's impossible. Yeah, <laughs> you can't say that around Danielle though. No, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say it around Danielle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks guys. I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, we will throw the party we want when we can. So nobody deserves happiness more than you guys. Seriously. Re fucking tweet. I was going to do a post on uh, at PMIC podcast on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, I was going to do a social media post after you told us, but I was like, I don't know if they want to keep us under the wraps for right now or, or what. Yeah, no. But I, then I saw Daniela posted it. So I was like, oh, maybe it's all right. And then I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I, I think you still did the right thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like celeb like I mean I posted for friggin' Umo's birthday the other day. So I like celebrating us and our yeah. lives and our friends. So um, um marriage is a I, pretty important life event. I got um my groom Ian was the he's the only one I've seen. And so he got his <laughs> groomsman gifts and he got spoiled. I heard about I, this. Um, I walked into a sporting goods store and I just saw like, it's the first thing I like, locked my eyes on and it was an autographed Brian Mitchell um, uh, picture. And I was like, yep, I know exactly who wants that. 
Literally, literally, my, my ding ding went full erect. <laughs> Winning off the field. Look, look at, look at that. He even wrote three-time All-Pro on it. Look at that, three-time All-Pro. It's a shame it's not Hall of Famer. Should be. Should be. Should be. Should have been fucking f- not first ballot. I won't say first ballot. <laughs> Fifth ballot. Should have been a Hall of Famer. If Devin Hester makes it, he makes it too. Correct. Yep. And Hester has said that as well. So many times over. Yep. All right, guys. I got my, uh, the frames coming for this. By nice. The way. Nice. Um, all right. So the, I, I know we don't like moral victories here on this podcast, um, but I mean, what a hell of a game we witnessed um, as our football team lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What was it? 31 to 23, I think. Yep. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, this has been – I just kind of want – before we get into the actual game, I just kind of want to go – I wrote down, like, chronologically what happened this year. So, Ron's hired in January. We have the name change that spring. Following that, we have the damning Washington Post reports about all of the um, misconduct on amongst Snyder and company. Then Ron is diagnosed with cancer. Um, shortly after that, Darius Geis is cut. Um, four weeks into the season, our first round quarter, first round pick quarterback is benched. Shortly after that, Landon Collins tears his Achilles, our highest paid defensive player. Then Kyle Allen gets hurt. Then Alex Smith goes in after 17 surgeries. Then he gets hurt. Dwayne goes back in. Dwayne gets cut. Then Taylor Heineke, who was a backup in the XFL. If you're going to say it, say it, right? Was it XFL or was it the AF? AFL. XFL. Was it XFL? Oh, it was, Wal- it was Walford that was. Yeah. 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 Uh, Heineke. Had, Heineke. Had the, the game of his life. I mean, guys, this has been one of the weirdest years in ever. Worst years ever. But what, I mean. What happened with this team and to still finish seven and nine, win the division and go toe to toe with the GOAT? I mean, tip my hat to Heine, yeah, to the organization in general. I mean, they they persevered unlike anything we've seen before. This is this is the best I've ever felt Mm -hmm. at the end of a season. Obviously, every season is after a loss. That's a, that's a guarantee. But for this season to be at at a loss to the hands of Tom Brady, the GOAT, against Taylor Heineke, mm-hmm. and it was a game, everything about this organization is trending upwards. Yeah. Makes you want to and try our, to biggest, our biggest strength was our defense, and it shat the bed. Yeah. Shat the bed, and we still proved that we could play – if we have decent quarterback play. Yeah. At bare minimum. Average. At bare minimum. And, yeah. and how did he play great? Be, adequate would be adequate. This is yeah, the best I mean, I've ever felt. Yeah. It's, After a loss. The game that, I mean, Taylor Heineke had, I mean, where's your Hollywood script? I mean, he had the game of his life. And, you know, it, it's hard not to be the first thing that we talk about. But, I mean, he's played basically five quarters for us. He's been far and away the best quarterback that we saw this year. Um, 
you know, do I think he is our starting quarterback of the future? I, I really feel like that's premature to say just after five quarters. And, you know, as impressed as I am with him, I mean, there's got to be a reason why he hasn't stayed on an NFL roster and he wasn't even starting in the XFL. I mean, 27 years old. I mean, there's got to be a reason that there's a, a talent discrepancy, right? Like, is, but is it, is it height? Is it where he came from? Is it maybe a little all of the above? So many factors. Then yeah. he also he was on he was on an NFL team and he didn't make it. I, yeah. I, I think you look at this game. I mean, of course, it was a phenomenal performance. You know, twenty six of forty four over three hundred yards, uh, a passing touchdown and a rushing crazy rushing touchdown that you know went put the city up in a, a hoopla. But I, I think it's honestly one of those things where it's like. Tampa had as a strong defense, but it just had no file on the guy. They had no, mm-hmm. they had a handful of quarters and one drive, um, you know, against the Panthers to go off of them. And, and and credit to Scott Turner for crafting a game plan to play to Heineke's strengths. A lot of intermediate passes, get him out of the pocket, um, mm-hmm. give him. They clearly told him if you see any green, go. Um, and yeah. we'll live to play another down. I, I, I equate it to, you know, when you see uh, a young pitching prospect come and make a spot start and yeah. the other team, you know, he has no business, you know, yeah, striking out 10 and going six scoreless against a major league roster, but they just have no file on the guy. They've never seen him pitch. They mm-hmm. don't know what to expect and just kind of caught off guard and you kind of just hang in there. And that's what Tampa did. Uh, but, I mean, so, yeah, I agree. I don't know if he's in the future plans. He, I definitely think he should be on the roster. Or, He's earned, he, he earned himself a job, that's for sure. At the bare minimum, a camp bare invite minimum. and practice squad mm-hmm. spot for next year. Yeah. Um, we already know he has a great relationship with Scott Turner. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the legend that is Taylor Heineke is going to live on Heineke. for a while. And, and and honestly, if I would like, no matter what happens to the rest of his career, I'm going to always look back on this game fun. Yeah. And yeah. always be like, damn, remember when freaking Taylor Heineke gave us a chance to beat Tom Brady? I mean, Colt in the McCoy playoff game when we weren't pass. supposed to be in in the first place? Yeah. I mean, Colt McCoy has a lifetime pass with us. And Taylor Heineke had one of the best. I mean, he had, according to Pro Football Focus, he had the highest graded quarterback rating that we've had in 14 years, 15 years. He, he was the second highest of Wild Carter Weekend. How, like, obviously, you got Hall of Famer, and then you got. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, not Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Drew Brees. You got all these fuck. He was second in the entire wild card weekend. Yeah, and yeah. he played his ass off. Like he deserved that grade. It wasn't just like, oh, this is a fluke. Yeah, and I think he, he was it. also like top five in all, every player, according mm-hmm. to football, uh, Pro Football Focus. Like mm-hmm. he was in the top five I mean, of all players. That touchdown when he scrambled out of the pocket and. Um, ran for that touchdown. That was one of the best plays I've ever seen. Like, and then Chase Young running up to him and then doing the Heineke. I was I mean, so hyped was, for that. Tom, I I know you couldn't have been there with us, mm-hmm. but we flipped the fuck out. <laughs> I'm surprised Healy's eardrums didn't fucking pop on the Heineke <laughs> every single time we did Heineke. I'm surprised she and didn't kick us on out that of the play. House. Jesus Christ! Oh it, my god! Like unreal. And I, I ended up being against the wall on the brick wall 
not that one, the opposite one. I was just like, oh my god! And he goes, he goes, do you see who the first person was? I was like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Chase Young. It was Chase Young. that was the first one down the sideline, to, and mm-hmm. like, po- like that's a that's a fucking captain. That's a guy who cares. That's a guy who's. Yeah. See something special is happening, and it's like we have a chance to win this ball game. Ah, yeah. But back I mean, to anytime Taylor. that guy, like what Chase Young did with that, any it, it reminded me of Brett Favre just acting like a little kid out there. And yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Just the sheer joy of the game. And so I noticed a couple of things. One, Bobby, I to piggyback on what you said, I agree. Credit to Scott Turner because he was the only NFL coach to scout him. He was the only one that saw him when he was coming out of Old Dominion. And clearly, the two of them have a really good rapport together. Um, and then two. And I thought, so we've seen, let's see, we saw Dwayne, we saw Alex, we saw Kyle Allen, we saw Heineke, we've seen four. And I think far and away, it can't be more obvious to me that this offense is so much better when we have a mobile mobile quarterback. And, um, it's it's night and day. It's completely different. Yeah. And, and you look back at the games that Alex played, he played good against Detroit in the loss, but, you know, that mm-hmm. – that to be that could be attributed to them having to play catch up for most of the game, but you know, let's go back. Hold on, I have them right here. Actually, let's change what the fuck. Um, uh, I mean, like the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving, crush the Steelers game. They barely eked that one out. That could have been a very one sided game, you know, if mm-hmm. it weren't for Alex Smith's first half. Um, the Niners game barely squeaked out, and he didn't even play the second half. If if Kyle Allen, a healthy Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke are playing that game, that might be a completely different spread. They only won by eight. The Seattle game might have gone yeah, a different way. Uh, Carol, they might have wrapped up the division in Carolina. Yeah. So yeah, this offense is tailored to have a guy that can move around the pocket, can get extend the play. Um, mm-hmm. And we said that the minute that uh, Kyle Allen started playing, and you know that yeah. first half against what was it, the Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, they were getting crushed, but I mean, he at least was giving them a chance and the, his ability to extend the play. And then, of course, he got mm-hmm. hurt. But yeah, I mean, I, I think what this showed by far is that, you know, he- Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen might not be the answer, but neither is Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, and when they need to get someone who back there who is capable at the quarterback position and is mobile. In an ideal scenario, Alex retires and we hire him as a coach or something in the front office. I mean, he clearly means a lot to this organization. His player, his teammates love him. But, I mean, a 37-year-old quarterback already is on borrowed time and then a 37-year-old quarterback on one leg. I mean, it's... One and a half legs. I mean, he got a calf strain and it kept him out for almost two weeks. Yeah. So it's barely even his calf. Like, yeah, it's that's a that's a borrowed calf. So like, I mean, hey, comeback player of the year again. You you'll go down in history as that kind of guy. The and award those, should be named after Alex Smith. Yep, big facts. But I, if if this team has legitimate hopes on building on this season and competing again in twenty twenty one, need another quarterback. Yeah. And yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And I it's I would be down. No, I would be okay at this point right now. I mean, it's January 14th, so we have a ways to go. But I would be okay if right now we're going into camp and it's Kyle Allen versus Taylor Heineke. I would be okay with that. I mean, I think things will change between now and then, of course, with the draft coming up and free agency. But I That's under the presumption we significantly upgrade every other hole. Yeah. Well, like... I mean, like 
on the offensive side of the ball? Like like what? I'm sorry. What was did, it's, it's wide receiver. There first. You think you, wide receiver, wide free receiver. safety, linebacker. Well, no, you said on the offensive offensive side of the ball. I, what I think holes do we have? This defense can only improve, right? Yeah. And and we're, you know this shitty performance side, you know this was a top three defense in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, add a safety, middle linebacker, absolutely. They. Uh, so, but this is a, a legit elite front four, at, at least. It's a, it's a championship caliber defense. We thought this the secondary was better than we thought it would be. Yeah, uh, at least on the corner on the corner. Secondary is better. The cornerback position, um, and then the outside linebackers. So, you know, I, I again, we just said adequate uh, mm-hmm. quarterback play. Or, or although, although Dar- Darby's not under contract, no, but no. he deserved to come back. He Hopefully. Does. But he also, he also might have just earned himself a buttload of money. Yeah, exactly. But he did that before. He's a number two. He's not a number one. Mm-hmm. He was number one one time in Philadelphia, and that did not work out. I'll give him like three years for 20 mil. I'd do that. Three for 21. How about 70 a year? Um, yeah, so Ian, also to piggyback on what you said is – for the first time all season, it was really the, the defense that lost us this game. Um, and then again, this was the best offense that we've played this season, obviously. But um, still, I mean, it was a disappointing showing from, you know, that's been our saving grace this season. They knew what they were doing. They, they did. Even, even when we broke the fucking Steelers, like the first half, they knew they, they, they were getting the ball out quick. You neutralize the pass rush, get the ball out quick, get to get at the hands of your playmakers immediately. And Tom Brady is the goat for a reason. <laughs> he has weapons on the outside. He got it out quick. It's crazy quick. to me that he did all of that too. And uh, Gronk had one target the entire game. Didn't record a catch. You know why? Because he was blocking. He was he, he was in there for blocking purposes. Yeah. He's still he's big, he's strong, he's still there. He he can block. He was blocking Chase Young, I don't know how many times. But I mean, I think going into the game, you would have thought, oh my god, Gronk and Brady versus the Washington football team. I mean, Gronk had one of his best single performances of his career against Washington. I know that was like eight years ago at this point, but still, I mean, tight ends eat, typically eat this defense up, uh, and the fact that he did absolutely nothing and they Sam still Brady put up this number. Game. That was by design. Yeah. I, but I agree, though. But, I mean, Jack Del Rio's defense is not the same as all the other oh, Washington defenses that we've had. No. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but, really defense, Gronk would have probably had three to four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean. The minimum. Whatever but, the record is. So, we ran into, you know, <laughs> well, a year or two ago, we talked about how the Nationals – you run into a buzzsaw. Maybe this year you're the buzzsaw. I mean, they ran into an offense that is hitting on all cylinders right now. I mean, yeah. there's not a hotter offense in the National Football League than maybe maybe Buffalo than Tampa Bay right now. I mean, they have finally hit their groove. They finally or the Browns. The Browns are putting Browns are good too. Yeah, but they yeah. finally incorporated Antonio Brown perfectly. Gronk mm-hmm. is healthy. Mike Evans is banged up, but still so productive and scary down in the red zone. Uh, they've established a good running game. They've got a good rapport with uh, Leonard uh, Fournette back there. 
Um, they're getting healthier. They've got a really good offensive line. So, I mean, this, like Tom said, this was the best offense we faced all year. Uh, I think so. And it's not even close, I would think. I mean, yeah. especially look at the teams that you, I mean, maybe the Rams at the time, they were very good at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But everyone else, I mean, the Steelers offense I mean, was nowhere near what they were at the beginning no. of the season when we played them. So this was the best offense and, and they, they are a buzzsaw right now. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, my other thing on the defense though, and this is what I was saying to Ian after the game or even during the game is, is yes, they played their, the bucks. They played great. And they, their game plan was tailored perfectly to do what works against this defense, short passes, get the ball out of Brady's hands, eliminate the pass rush. I want to see an adjustment to the adjustment. I would sure. have liked in a winner go home game in a playoff game. And again, I'm not complaining. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. The fact that we were there and in the game late is literally all we could have asked for. I was just happy to be there, man. But at the same time, I would have liked to see an adjustment in the second half or at least the fourth. I mean, at that point, you're going to go home anyways. You might as well try something new. I would have liked to see, and I know Tampa Bay has so many weapons across the board, but maybe send an extra linebacker or two up the middle because that's where you get Brady. And He was calling it all game. I was just like, send somebody else. I understand that you live and die by your front four. This is the yeah. best squad you have on your team. This but if we can't get to him instantly, he's going to pick us apart. But you might as well. He's picking you apart anyway, so you might as well try to get someone else in his face. And credit to Umo. That, I mean, he knows better than maybe we do and what it takes to beat that, Tom Brady no. in the playoffs. He said you have to get pressure up the middle. That's what those Ravens teams have done the few, the handful of times they've beaten him in the postseason. You get pass both rush up the middle. Both and. You know, when the front four wasn't getting it, I would have liked to see somebody else go. Jack Del Rio send one or two, maybe a safety blitz at some point. I know they got so many weapons and you need to play a soft zone or a hard zone uh, to try to eliminate that. But at that point, he was picking you apart anyways. You might as well try. And, and if he beats you, he beats you. You know, I mean, that's the only, that's my one complaint on the defense side of the ball. Uh, maybe for the entire game. It's like, you no, might as well I, try. I'm picking up with what you're putting down. I agree. Um, there is one thing I have to bring it up. I'm not saying this is the reason why we lost, but this is three games in a row in which the officiating has been awful and only awful towards one team. And that's to us again. Um, there were petty holding calls. There was fandom non, uh, that non-defensive pass interference against Cam Sims. Like it's just shit like that, that completely changes the momentum and can change outcomes. And again, three weeks in a row, the, I mean, is it just me? Has it been, really really bad against us no it, it was bad um i also noticed i mean we talked about the pass rush not getting there but i i felt like they they were holding i know them. there's holding every single play in the nfl mm-hmm. and in, in, the, in the higher levels of football but it just seemed it just seemed like i saw chase young get his jersey pulled i i saw i saw too much of his shoulder pads if that makes him settle got his mm-hmm. and, and that's what really it's like and i called this too i think i even said this on our group chat before the game. And I was like, I cannot wait for the NFL officiating crew to give this game to Tom Brady. The NFL wants Tom Brady to move on. He wants, they want him to go play Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers again, which is fine. Whatever. I don't care. And we're not ones really to bitch too much about, uh, the, uh, the officiating, but but call it clean, but call it clean. Here's the, we, we, we lost, we lost was what it was. It, It was what it was. 
but just give us a chance. Yeah. Give us a chance. And, and, they, yeah, when, uh, that that passenger pass interference call or non-pass interference call. Which oh my god. I also I don't think I've I, I watched so many highlights and every single time I could see more of a hold on us, like on our players than th- mm-hmm. than they called on somebody just doing this mm-hmm. maybe. And that's what I was trying to say. Like I saw too much of our our D line shoulder pads, and what I would mean by that is that that means their jerseys being tugged, and you can see their shoulder pads showing from underneath. And I mean, I understand there's holding every single play; it happens. But time and time again, I'm seeing Chase Young's shoulder being dragged to the ground, and nothing being called. I'm seeing him being hooked and nothing being yep. called. That's a hold. If yep. we were doing that, we would be called that instantly. And, and I also and did one more point on the officiating, and kind of piggybacking a few times. I don't think I've ever seen, at least. Maybe going back to, I don't know if it counts the Carolina game, but the Philly game and this game, I don't think I've seen as many flags being picked up as I've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Couple, like, and always against us. Like, that's a flag. Yeah. Actually, no, we're taking up the flag. We're, we determine it's not a flag on the opposing team. But is it? What? How many, yeah, this flag. How can you be flag. that wrong that many times <laughs> um, and change your mind? This flag. And no. Bobby, Ian and I were talking about this when we watched the game on week, the uh, Eagles game. And I remember because FP says this on the Nats broadcast, like if you're going to have a bad umpire, just make sure you're calling bad calls on both teams. That's fine. Like Got if you're going to no if you're, you're going to do that, then make sure you're, you're, we get our makeup calls too. And we didn't. And it just again, we I, all of us are unanimously saying like we we're not being the Steelers here. We're going to take the L. Um, but yeah. it would have been I would have appreciated a clean game. I I, I just wonder. Yeah. We'll obviously never know. I wonder if it would have been slightly different if we were playing the Rams or the Bears instead of the the Bucks and Tom Brady. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like in officiating was, yeah, guaranteed. Su- superstars get the benefit of the doubt in every sport. That's and they're that's, have that's fine. Calls tailored to them every time. It's that's, obnoxious. That's fine. I get, but like you said, like Ian said, give us a chance. Just yeah, give us. A, I mean, or call it both ways. Were we the better team? No, we were not the better team. We were not. Yeah. Uh, and officiating... Just give us a chance to fucking play the game. Officiating yeah. in any sport, officiating should not be brought up after any game, nonetheless a postseason game, meaning that you shouldn't be a factor, right? Like, we should not have to be talking about this. Yeah. And the fact that we are, I think, says enough that we're not just being <laughs> homers, thing like, oh, they didn't pull the call. Well, no. I mean, we've got some visual evidence here that doesn't seem like it's being a completely fair called game. Like, please try and argue with that. Mm-hmm. Even, even random non Redskins fan, or football team fans have said to me, "They're like, yeah, yeah, that was brutal. That was bad." Like even the announcers are saying it. Like the um, was it Dean Blandino, the guys that the retired uh, refs. Even- How many times does that happen? Tom, every freaking time. And by the way, we didn't even bring up that McKissick. They called that a drop. That was a catch and a fumble. And oh, because, two, oh, two weeks ago or, or the final? No, this week, because then that led that led to third and 10. Then we got sacked. But um, oh, my God, on the final drive, because we didn't have any timeouts left, so we couldn't challenge it. But I'm pissed off. They didn't get the call right to begin with. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you look at the difference between third and five, third and ten, I mean, Heineke is really good at getting the ball out quick. And yeah, he is. And did you That's notice? Cool. And did you notice what Tampa did on third and ten? 
they blitz up the middle. Yep. No, oh, but I, I I digress. Bobby, Bobby, where where are sacks from this the entire game? Our sacks are one sack. You mean Duran Duran Payne? Duran Payne had two by himself. Oh, did he? Which yeah. means that was from the middle. Just blitz Sweat up the middle. had one up the middle. Were Sweat you guys okay one. with? Um, we had three actually. Duran Payne had two, and Sweat yeah. had one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We actually yeah. outsacked them. I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like that because it felt like we were never getting pressure on them. But yeah. there you go. Uh, Ch- well, Chase, on did, got Chase did not have that great of a game, or like he wasn't able to impact the game as much as he usually does. Um, are they going to bring that up because he was saying, "I want Brady"? The week before, I mean, I, I really didn't see that as bulletin board material. That's just a, you know, enthusiastic kid that just wants to play the best. I, I mean, and I didn't he, take it. He came off of winning a rookie, came off of winning the NFC East, going to the playoffs his, his first year, going against Tom Brady, the GOAT, who is as old as he is. He has played in the league as many years as Chase Young has lived. <laughs> 21 years in the league, 21 years old. Yes, of course he wants Tom Brady, but that's going to be the narrative. Yeah, he called out Tom Brady, which he didn't. He was running off the field. That's all it was. Running off the field. Here I come, Tom. Yeah, it's not calling him out. Tom. Yeah, that's I don't think I don't think Brady took it as that. He didn't. Well, no. Did you? Media, did the you, media took it as that. Yeah. Did you see his mic'd up after the game? I didn't watch it. I was too sad. They uh, yeah, they had him. They had Brady mic'd up, and at some point, Chase went up and was like. Yeah, you know, it's all love, baby. It's all respect. And he was like, yeah, I know. And like, I mean, I thought, I mean, I fucking hate Tom Brady, so maybe I'm biased, but I thought kind of rudely brushed him off. But Tom didn't mm-hmm. care. Like, Tom, he probably didn't even know. I mean, who, I mean, it's, yeah. it's such he a non No, he doesn't. It's such a non Tom Brady does not need bulletin board material. Okay. No. He's, he, he's the best of all time for a reason. And it's not because people talk trash and then he prints it out and puts it on his locker. It's because he sure. studies his craft and he's really good at it. So, yeah, yeah that's a, such a non story. I also think, you know, go looking back at some film that some, uh, you know, guys who break down film posted, you know, they said, you know, yeah, care, he, uh, uh, Chase wasn't a factor in the game, but, you know, he also was a misfortunate, uh, some good no calls too. So it's not like he was completely absent. That, and he pressured, he, he had pressure. He got he plenty was, of pressure. He, he was getting there, but just didn't make it. Yeah. All right. So, guys, I want to go on, move on to um, stay or go. I'm going to list some of the important pending free agents on this team. You guys are going to give me thumbs up, thumbs down. All right. Brandon Sheriff, stay or go? Stay. Ian is voting thumbs up, stay. That means you're going to have to pay him, probably make him the highest paid guard in the league. Pay that man his money. I hate that he got all pro. I hate it. <laughs> I was going to say, he's he our first all it. pro since. Yeah. You were so excited when you said it. That was the first thing I said. I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's so young, he pay. doesn't remember our last All Pro. Correct. Well, I, I, who was he? As a punter. What's his name? I don't know. Matt Turk. Matt, Matt Turk. Turk. Right, I know that name. <laughs> Damn it. I knew you should have known that. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm willing to make him the highest paid guard. Um, I say, pay, pay the man. Pay the man. Yeah. We have the cap space. Yeah. All right. By the um, way, I'm wearing my Washington football team division championship hat. I got I like a t-shirt it. on the way. I figured Jason Wright was on Grand Danny today or yesterday. No, it was today. And uh, what day is it? Uh, he, he, was talk- today. he was talking about uh, the team name and, you know, how 
that could come along next year or whatever. So this, these division championship gear is going to be fool's gold in a handful of years when they're no longer the Washington football team. Remember that one time they were the Washington football team and won the division. So yeah. anyways, carry on. That's going right. to be worth a lot of money. Oh, I'm not, yeah. gonna, I'm not reselling it. It's a collectible. Oh, I got to buy my shit. All right. Next one. 33 years old. The Washington football team's all-time leading sack leader. Does Ryan Kerrigan stay or go? This hurts. I think he should stay. I mean, if you want... It's going to be up to him. I I don't think he wants to stay. Are are we saying that if we want to keep him or or if we think they will stay? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Because in this scenario, do I want to... I want to keep him. Sure. Do I think he's going to stay? I do not think he's going to stay. Well, I mean, apparently he requested a trade this season, so I think he wants to go somewhere where he starts. But I don't think he's good enough to be an every-down player anymore. I mean, not on a team that has an actual legitimate shot. Yeah. He can go somewhere, and he he can start, but just not on a team that's relevant. I mean, he was still third on this team in sacks. Wow. But, yeah, I mean. But how, how many of those came in the first – Two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I don't have his. I don't know. I can, give me a second. I can pull it up. But, I mean, to your point, I, I think, yes, I, I I think they would take him back. I don't know if he wants to stay because yeah. I, I don't it's right. like a seesaw thing. They would take him back. I, I don't think he wants to stay. But I also don't think he's good enough to get a starting, like, every down yeah. defensive end, the like you said, is, Tom. I thought it was pretty telling that he went back onto the field after the game. And just kind of stuck it in, and I, I think but that's. Way isn't it also so fucked up that we wasted his entire career mm-hmm. out of position? <laughs> yeah, his his entire career is out of position. Jim Hazlitt started that shit, right? Mm-hmm. He should have been. He, a he's three, a four, four three DN, and we put him as a fucking linebacker for his entire career. Drop and back now in. we finally go back to a four three, and we're like. Sorry, brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so he recorded four of his five and a half sacks within the first seven weeks. Yeah. So through the first Dallas game. And even on that game, he only played 5% of the snaps, which were his lowest of the entire season. So his one or two snaps he got, he, that's when he got a sack. That was probably in garbage time to him against whatever third string quarterback they had out there. He did not yeah. have a snap. Manucci, whatever Italian. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. His uh, highest snap count percentage was 32% of snaps this season. Wow. Um, I, I Wait, hold Ian, on. I'm reading that I, completely wrong. Ian, I, I agree with you. I think he's – I mean, personally, I think he would be great as a, you know, the sixth man as a pass rusher. Um, but he sounds like he wants to go somewhere as a starter. And, and, you know, I don't think 91 should be worn again. His name should be in the ring of fame. 100%. And 100%. thank you. Thank you for everything. Um, okay. Next, uh, Ronald Darby. It sounds like we all want him to stay for a decent sized contract. Nothing too high, Nothing right? crazy. Nothing great. Nothing that, crazy. He had a show me year. Okay. He had a prove himself year and he, he played well. I, I mean, yeah. And he proved it. I think, yeah. I think Ian's correct in that he's probably not a number one somewhere. Now, he mm-hmm. might now think that he is because he played well this year and tries to go get number one money somewhere else. And if you if you can, more power to you. But, I mean, it seems like he likes it here. Him and Kendall Fuller yeah. seem like a good one-two punch on the outside. they got some young he's, corners. He's a, he's a local guy, too. I mean, he's from PG County, and it's 
it's one of those things. He's a vet now. He's 27 years old. I mean, it's one of those things that like, hey, if I take less money here, I know I'm fitting on a defense that they're not going to cut me next season. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that might be this the safer play. And don't think he doesn't like going against the Eagles twice a year. Correct. Um, this one's interesting, guys. Dustin Hopkins is a unrestricted free agent. Hopkins. I'm going to be against. I'm going to be probably against the grain. Fucking keep him. Fucking keep him. I don't think that's this against the bad. This is a bad year. It was a bad it year. Happens, really bad year. It happens. I don't think that's against they, the grain, though. I don't know if there are too many people uh, out there. Yeah. Twitter would say otherwise. Twitter is Twitter doesn't like <laughs> shat on his fucking face. You I say let's go keep him. I think he'll prove himself again. I mean, this was easily his lowest field goal percentage of his career. Yeah. Uh 79.4%. His previous low was 81. So not that not by far, but that was in his second full season in the league. Ever since uh, ever other the one he's been, you know. 2018, he was almost 90%. Um, his extra points were down. I mean, I, I, I agree I, with Ian. Keep him. I mean, I mean, where are you going to find a tr- traditionally more reliable kicker than Dustin Hopkins at this point? I, I, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't have faith. I, I just, I, I would rather take a flyer on him than an faith, unproven man. guy. All right. Um, We've also seen kickers been down across the league this year, and yeah, like across the board. Megan yeah. has this theory that it's because there's no fans in the stands, so they don't have the death perception. Whether that is, so it's not just Hop. I mean, if it was just him having a bad year, I would say, yeah, go get somebody else. But I mean, everyone had seemingly down years kicking the ball. Yeah. Okay. Um, last one. He hasn't played for us once, but Ruben Foster is an unrestricted free agent. I would. I mean, he's been on this team for two seasons on injured reserve. This kind of feels like a junior Gallette situation. I want to see it through. I would like for him to return, and, and if he is turns out to be the first round draft pick like he was, then put him next to Cole Holcomb, and you're you're set. For me, that's that's a no brainer. I I want to see Ruben Foster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Who did they just yeah, release? It's a no brainer. We just released Sean Dion. Sean Dion, SDH. Yeah. SDH, yeah. Yeah. All right. And yeah, that's really, I mean, I was sad about that. Yeah, me too. That, 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 that came a lot faster than I expected. That's um, what she said. That's <laughs> nice. Must be about something else. All right. So those uh, are a list folks. of three agents. Um, we mentioned Ryan Kerrigan. I have two more questions, guys. One. Reports have come out as of last week of Deshaun Watson's very, very unhappy in Houston. Poor Houston is crumbling as a sports town, by the way. Oh, my God. And You know, so, I felt bad until, Bobby, you said that you brought up the Astros. Don't forget their baseball team is a bunch of cheaters. And then I remember their fans. I hope you all die. <laughs> not die. Not die. I hope, I hope your sports fandom dies in a fucking burning fire. Uh, Except for J.J. Watt, please protect him at all costs. J.J. Watt is a goddamn saint. He's the saint. He deserves everything that is glory to him. You know, it's... So, a few things. Deshaun Watson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He would fit this... Yeah, I'd say so. 
I'd oh, put yeah. him like he's below Pat Mahomes and Russell and A Aaron. Then he's, he's like the here. Um, I mean, anyways, he had a yeah. Go on. He he's a phenomenal quarterback. He's under contract for a long time. He is mobile. I think he would fit this offense probably ideally. Almost too uh, good. <laughs> in order to – I don't think we've ever seen a situation like this because the only t- other time like like Peyton Manning signed with the Broncos, that was at the twilight of his career and they just got Andrew Luck. You know, the same thing with, um, you know, when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers. Like, But we have never seen a quarterback, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback in the prime of his career – pretty much on the precipice of, of requesting a trade. I mean, the only other guy that did this was Jay Cutler, and Deshaun Watson is far and away better than Jay Cutler ever was. And Because um, Taylor don't I give mean, a fuck. If you want to get Deshaun Watson, I mean, you got to give everything away. I'm okay with that. What, what's the max? What's the do max? You pull, do you pull a um, – uh, I do not it? pull a Nets – do you pull like a New Orleans Saints and trade your entire draft for him? a Ricky Williams? Yeah, a Ricky Williams trade. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Who is the recipient of that trade, by the way? <laughs> uh, Thomas. Yeah, that would be us. And did it work out? How many Super Bowls did they get? <laughs> Virginia's doing great. Man, all right. So, guys, Deshaun Watson. I mean, any team that doesn't have a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback should be doing their due diligence and seeing what it will take. Now, last year it took a second round pick in David Johnson to get DeAndre Hopkins out of there. And he's arguably the best at his position. I mean, I would have to imagine different value Watson, it's going to take multiple first round picks, young controllable assets that you already have, and then more draft picks if you really want to get this guy. I, I don't want to give more than two first, first, first rounders. I don't. Two first, two seconds. Okay, we suck at seconds anyway, so we could just throw those under the bus. How, how about let's do – Let's get let's throw in Matt Ioannidis, who I've brought up on trades before. Give them Landon Collins. Just please give them Landon Collins. Here's Matt Ioannidis, Landon Collins, and two first round picks. Who I says mean, no? <laughs> as as football team fans, we don't say no. No, I don't say no. All right, so guys, do we do we really try to? I mean, because we we've talked about this on our group chat. And because we have a championship caliber defense, and to me, if a team thinks they're on the brink of a championship, put your chips in. Mm-hmm. If you think you're that close, you should be willing to sacrifice your future for this result because I brought up, I was like, I asked the uh, 2019 Toronto Raptors if getting Kawhi was worth it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, it was. I mean, ask, same with the Nets. I mean, they put their chips in it and – we're probably not going to be that good for the in, in the near future, and that's that's okay because you got you got a title out of it. And I mean, let's think we're we're doing this for the next two years, yeah, or three, two to three yeah. years. So certainly that this you know 
trading away assets will affect your team in the later run. But I mean, if you get the Deshaun, the, what a twenty-seven-year-old Deshaun Watson. I mean, whew. he's twenty-five. He's only twenty-five. He's twenty-five. Oh my god, Bobby, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you you got to go because we're is getting twenty-five. Every- Yes, he is. Yeah, he's 25. He just turned yeah. 25 in September. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a 25-year-old asset at that point. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say 25. Also, you would think, I mean, we've got two more years left. No, he's got a handful think, of years. He just signed an extension, didn't he? He just signed an extension, yeah. So you're trading for, let's see, not, it's not a rental. No, you're expecting definitely. him to be your franchise quarterback for the next, let's see, seven years, six, seven, one, years. two, three. He's got a potential opt out after 2023. So before 2024, but other than that, he's got three more years after or two more seasons after that. He's an okay. unrestricted free agent in 2026. Okay. Uh, so you got two more years with a potential of four with an opt out in, in the smack in the middle. Uh, but you're, that's that's your future. I mean, it's not like you're going all in on one season. You're investing in you. I mean, I would look at it maybe as you are still investing in your future because now you got your franchise quarterback, and you can build. I mean, I mean the Packers do it every year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Deshaun Watson's contract matches up with Aaron Rodgers, but they're competitive every single year. They have a chance to win Super Bowl every single year because they have that elite talent at quarterback and passable players around him and, and the right system. This town would lose its mind. And I think it would be absurd. But I think (laughs) if you look at not just this team, the way it's built being so young on defense and now young stars emerging on offense and Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and even Cam Sims, possibly Logan Thomas at tight end. I mean, I'm not. He's not number one for the long term, but he's definitely a serviceable tight end. You were looking at a definitely that two year window of that you know you have him with possibly mm-hmm. three or four, uh, and the, the state of the rest of the division as being you're the team to beat. Yep, you're the favorite to win the division at least for the next two years. Yeah, I mean, even if so, if we get Deshaun Watson without first round picks for the next couple of years, if you look what's going on with the Eagles, what's going on with the Giants, and all kind of Mike McCarthy still in Dallas. I mean, yeah, we're the all of a sudden we're the top of the totem pole, so to speak. Who knows what happens with Dak in Dallas still? Yep. And also, I think and, I was. And, and honestly, let them pay him fucking forty-five million dollars a year. Yeah. Let them do that. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's doing a lot. Deshaun does have a lot of cap hit, but that's not till later. That's yeah. what it costs to have a premier quarterback. I mean, it goes. Di- we're, also, we're, also, we're 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 fifth in cap space. Yeah. So weird. It's still gonna hurt. It's so, gonna hurt, and especially you signing Sheriff and Deshaun. That's gonna hurt a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to re-sign Jonathan Allen next year. Yep. And then Payne. You're probably gonna have to let Payne go the next year. That's why I want to trade Ionitis. Which just hurts so goddamn badly. Yep. yep. All right, um, guys. Last question. Um, 
we mentioned the Washington football team that might be memorabilia. Will we have a new team name by next year? I say no. I say no. I don't too. think so. I say no. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I agree. And um, it sounds like uh, Jason Wright said that there is going to be some kind of resemblance, resemblance of burgundy and gold. So it seems like the team colors are going to stay, which I feel like is a fair compromise to those that were really upset about the the name changing. So. I'm good with that. And and if they need to continue to do their due diligence on the picking the right team name, fine. Like I appreciate the transparency at least. Yeah. Um, last topic I did forget. I said, I didn't write it down. Um, if there's one thing that will infuriate with infuriate me this off season, one thing is there's someone in this front office that deserves a promotion and that deserves a title yeah. of manager. And that's Kyle Smith. He was given a, a year this year. He was basically, here's a tryout. See if you can do this on your own. And he knocked it out of the freaking. How'd, how'd that work out, Tom? How'd, the, how'd it work out? I mean. Did he flunk I, it? He did pretty good. <laughs> Is it bad? I give it a 10. What's that mean? Does that break it? Why? And I, I don't understand. If I'm Kyle Smith and I'm seeing them, Ron and company, interviewing outside general manager um per people like the hell bye bye yeah gone just as he should be but if we if we do not promote him where he deserves to be he needs to fucking leave immediately to go what is best for him he does that is and that's my biggest concern because we've done this before um the john schneider with the seattle seahawks he was here. The he built a, he built a Super Bowl team. Sean I mean, McVay, what has he done? And it's just there's there's talent here. Don't let them leave the room. Like I just I, that would be just devastating, in my opinion, if uh, if he is not given the promotion that he deserves. And um, you know, nothing against the other guys at the interviewing. Uh, maybe they're qualified. Maybe not. I don't know. But you, you have someone that gets it and fuck it's a hell of a job. Like, they can fuck off. Yeah. It's all like, it's all guys on teams who have obviously not succeeded. And it's all Carolina Panthers people who have not done what they needed to have done. I told Bobby this weeks ago. And we talked about it. I was like, this would be the first fucking ding in fucking the Ron Vera armor mm-hmm. if he lets Kyle Smith go if he lets yeah. Kyle Smith go for another for a Carolina Panther scout after they went he got fired for a reason because they weren't performing if he lets Kyle Smith go which is the reason he came here is because there was a, a good young core yeah there's a reason for that outside of Dwayne Haskins because that was the that was and Kyle didn't good. draft him, by the way. So that's that's a Dan guy. That's a Dan guy. But here we are. He came here for this young core, and then it got even better, even better under Kyle Smith. If you let him walk, I mean, that's it's like I said, it's a Redskins move. It's so it's just, it's the most Redskins move, and it's just like okay, so it's not a Ron Rivera error. This is still a Redskins error. Yeah, and then we're, once we're, we're still doing that. And once again, we're going to see his beautiful face on a, in a suite in a Super Bowl, like we've seen with Kyle, like we've seen with McVeigh, and 
and the list goes on. It's just – It's a guarantee. I mean, and it seems like it's a guarantee that Kyle Smith is not getting this GM job. He's, what the f- he's not going to get it. Explain that to me. Like, is he cool with this? I like, will never be able to do that. <laughs> unbelievable. So just to play devil's advocate. Please. And, I, and I'll preface this by saying that I have one, I wholeheartedly agreed with you guys up until I heard this. Um, and I think for the most part, I still agree. But I heard J.P. Finley the other day talking about, and he was basically like, I don't know why Washington fans all, I'm, I'm paraphrasing too, so this don't think this is a direct quote, but he basically said he doesn't know why Washington fans are automatically assuming that Kyle Smith is just gone. To his knowledge, no other team is looking at him. He has no other interviews lined up. No one's asked him. His name has not come up anywhere. So it's not a guarantee that even if they do hire a GM, he's absolutely gone. But that's the thing, though. What, what are you going to? We're going to hire a GM and then two years later fire that GM to promote Kyle Smith. That's the thing. Well, maybe you do a you hire a GM and two years later you prevent that guy to like John Elway, president of football operations, and then Kyle Smith's your GM. That would be an amazing feat for the Washington Redskins. I mean, it would be. Football. It would be. I, and I think and to a certain extent, I don't know the actual probability of them being able to pull it off, not just him or any team, but to a certain extent, that would almost kind of make sense because Kyle has never actually been a GM. I mean, he doesn't sure. technically have the job. He played the, that but, role this year. So maybe you hire someone who has done the job. Take some off of Kyle's plate. Let him learn how to do the job for a season, maybe two, and then but he elevate just him. To do it this season, that's why. But like, he did it once. I mean, th- I mean, he's never been. I'll say this for Kyle Smith: he's been with the team for eleven seasons now. I mean, you, that does not happen. You don't see guys stick with one organization for eleven years. Teams bounce around. Uh, sorry, people bounce around, and people also follow the people who hired them. So the fact that he hasn't left to go chase Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay or Matt LaFleur is shocking in and of itself. That being said, you need to take care of He's been here this long. He's earned his stripes. So give him a chance. Ten times over. Um, But he also hasn't – he's always been a scout. You know, I don't think he's even been a professional scout. He's always been a college scout. He was a college scout, yeah. I mean, it's not like – he, but why then? Then why, if if the if the job has been vacant for this long, why fill it when the heir apparent is right there? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If if Ron is that guy, then why fill it with with an outside hire when a GM spot? When you hire somebody as a GM, you're hiring them for the long haul. Yeah, in theory. And then you, and then he's just supposed to sit there and say, "Oh, well, here here I fucking go." I would I've also, been with this organization for 11 years. I would also... Hey, Siri, we're talking. Siri, we're talking. Yeah, um, you little bitch. I would also say, I, just on Ron's side, I would totally understand. I mean, he's already done this, but him wanting his own people. And, and this, to me, is a clear indication yeah. that Ron is in charge. It's not Dan pulling the strings. I, I, yes, I do, I do agree, which, which is a good thing. But, but not I, totally, I would totally get, on the flip side of the coin, why Ron would want his own people... As opposed to someone he just he just inherited, and in the same interview, JP also said, "Look, Ron and Kyle Smith started off well. They did a great draft. Some I think post, I think we can look back now post regular season, one. and maybe they might have had the best draft of anybody in the league as in terms yeah. of people who contributed this season. Um, 
but he did say, but the relationship doesn't look like as strong as it was over the summer or post draft. You know, they don't all, they probably don't always see eye to eye. And that's not, that's neither a dig at either one of them. It's just, that's just what happens. And you can't blame a guy like Ron Rivera for wanting to get his own person in the building and someone he trusts when it comes to making the decisions. I blame him. If he brings in a shitty, shitty fucking GM. I, mean, if it's, I also, to jump back on your side, I also don't want to hire a veteran GM just for the sake of hiring a veteran GM. Just because you work we're, with him. We're about to be the Carolina football team. Yeah. I love Ron Rivera, but we're if, if this happens... We're the Carolina football team. But, yeah, what if we there's, get that guy no from Buffalo? The Buffalo GM. <laughs> that changes things. A lot of people are going to get promoted from the Bills. That's for sure. Well, as they should. Yep. So, I mean, it's – what's more of a hot topic this offseason, at least until this gets figured out, the GM search mm-hmm. or the quarterback search? And you know what? It's, One has a lot to do with the other. It's true. Yeah. And I think it would be, yeah. I would say, I trust GM. Kyle Smith to do, to find me a quarterback. Yeah. Yes, please. I would say GM. And that's kind of a breath of fresh air for this town. You know, this town loves, 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 loves talking about the quarterback. Even mm-hmm. we still talk about the quarterback from eight years ago that's no longer on the yeah. team. Bobby, yeah, you know why? And his president. Bobby's, Bobby's so young, he can't even remember Patrick Ramsey. I remember Patrick <laughs> Ramsey. <laughs> Um, Just sling. Bobby's so young he can't remember a first round quarterback who won us a Super Bowl. Well, Bobby, to, to nice Bobby to answer. I wasn't question, born yet. Order Same that you go in, it? and it starts with the general manager because he's the one that brings in the coach, brings in the the staff and the players and everything like that. So yes, you know it, it might seem counterintuitive that you know if you have an opportunity to get Deshaun Watson, do that first, and I get it, but. You know, we want the right guy in place to make the right decisions because if we have another scenario where we get a quarterback and then we get a new GM who doesn't agree, thinks he's the guy, it's, you know, right back to where we've been for three decades. So, yeah. And I mean, and also the thing is, that's why I would say the GM is the most important thing they do right now. And it's not the quarterback because, I mean, the postseason's still going on. So obviously they can't do anything right now, but. I mean, if Deshaun's going to get traded, it's going to happen quickly, I would assume. And I would have been okay with promoting Kyle and then like, hey, Ron, if you want to bring in one of your guys from Carolina or someone from Buffalo and have them work under him, sounds good. But there is a new captain now. I am the captain. But And they haven't proven themselves as scouts. That's what what upsets me more than anything. What is Kyle's official title right now? Three drafts. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> That's what he is. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I can see, just looking at Ian's face, I, I know that that gets his blood boiling. And, you know, I certainly, certainly hope we all do that. He is still on this team. And, and again, he deserves to, to be the general manager. And, and that promotion is oh, wow. um, been a long time coming. Uh, he is officially the vice president of player personnel. He was promoted to his current role January 13th, 2020. So almost exactly a year ago today. And that's the thing. That's, that's their argument right now is that he's only been there. He got promoted a year ago. Okay. So he succeeded in that job. Promote him again. 
yeah, to what because he should have been promoted to this year. Yeah, because if not, other teams will see, will find, will know where there's talent. Whether take whether it's this year or next year, he's gonna get a job. And John Klein put it perfectly. It's like you don't need to look at the empty GM spots. You need to look at the empty assistant GM jobs, where he's gonna get promoted to. Mm-hmm. So we're not offering him that right now. Well, like, what if we there, do? There are AGM spots that will open up soon. Where why is it so hard to have a general manager? I don't fucking know. Well, that's uh, that's the real question. <laughs> that's what I kind of ties back to. Like, we're talking about hiring a GM. That's a good thing. <laughs> but it's yeah, not a good yeah, thing unless it's not Kyle even. Smith. A, I'm sorry. If Kyle Smith gets, I'm not happy about it. I'm really not happy. You unless can, it's the Bills. Unless it's the Bills. G actual GM. I'm not happy about. But it. okay, you just mentioned what what Kime said. What, what what you need to pay attention to the assistant. What if they hire a GM and then Kyle's promoted to assistant GM? That's still a promotion. Here, yeah, here, yeah. Then yes, then I'll be happy, but happy-ish because I will know that he's gone. He's gone in three years maximum. It's the Diet Coke of happy. Just one calorie, not happy enough. But but at least we'll have that three year window of where. We'll have this great defense, you know. Sure. Oh, I, 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 again, I, and for the most part, on your guys' side, I don't think he should leave. It worries me that he does, because he has proven himself to be a f- fantastic scout. Um, at least from the outside looking in, looks like he's done a great job putting this team together. But I, I when is the last time we've hit any seventh rounder, let alone back to back seventh rounders, and undrafted? Yeah, we time. haven't. The, the, there is no last time we haven't. <laughs> I'm just saying, yes, it would suck if he left, but just because they're searching for a general manager, I don't think it's a guarantee that means Kyle Smith is leaving the team. No, I think he'll be this year. I think he'll be with us. I I do. I think he'll be with us this year. That's okay. But that, does, but that doesn't. That's a different that conversation. Away from my fear of Kyle Smith leaving and being. The fucking Ozzy Bobby's Newsome. biggest fear just came through. Ian's. Ian's yeah, biggest much. fear. Kyle Smith will be an Ozzy Newsome. He will be a fucking John Snyder. He will be something that's out there who we will forever remember as he <laughs> was in this building. He will be yeah. that guy. He's yeah. 34 years, 35 years old. And he's had some of the best drafts we've ever seen. Yeah. Fucking 15 years. Yeah, we're that's, gonna let him walk. We're gonna let him walk. No, it's a guarantee. That's my. So you're. That's more down the line, though. I, I I was going on this conversation on the assumption that we're talking about 2021, this upcoming season, or. Oh no, I'm I'm talking about forever. Okay. Well, all right, but all right, that's a different conversation. But like, you know, if he's leaving a year from now, yes, I'm I'm way more scared of him leaving in January in 2022. Mind, will he be here in, Will he be here in three years? Not a shot in hell. I, if we I, if we hire a GM, Bobby, will he be here in three years? No, because no. That's my biggest won't. fear is that we hire a GM, even if he's promoted to assistant GM, it's still a promotion for him. But you know, let's say knocking furiously on wood right now. Let's say we go eleven and five next year, win the division again. They or even God forbid they trade for Deshaun Watson, restructure that deal, re-sign Sheriff, have another great draft. Go eleven and five, make it to the NFC Championship game, and then you're looking at oh, well, the Jets need a new GM again, or you know, or the the Jaguars need another G- well, Kyle Smith. That I'm more afraid of that than him walking this offseason for sure. 
He's not long in this offseason. Okay. This offseason, we have him. Well, not we have him. I'm putting that on an 80% chance we, we keep him, 85% chance we keep him. There's a very, very slim shot that he leaves. But what I'm saying is if we hire a GM, then that cements the fact that he's gone. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And that breaks my heart because he's the yeah. best that we've ever seen. He's better Definitely. than McLuhan. He's better than anything we've ever seen. Yep. And he's he's young. And you can – with Ron Rivera and fucking Kyle Smith, that's – I mean, that's that's a decade right there. If you build that correctly, that's a decade of great drafts and great coaching. Yeah, the, the last time we, we've had that was Gibbs and Beathard, so. Correct. All right, so let's move on to the rest of the wild card round. You guys ready for picking results? Yep, yeah, let me go PP. I think I went. I, I won, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I won five hundred. So the um, there was a tie for first place. Ian Porter had five each. Then there's a tie for second place. Tom, Umo, Daniela, Cookie, Emily, all with four. Then there is a tie for last place. Bobby, Healy. Healcats. Healcats in the caboose. Yep. Yep. So then we got the cumulative standings. First place, we have Ian at 183. Second place, there is a tie between Tom and Healy with 178. Ian is running away away with this. Yeah, I think it's over. Um, not, Not mathematically, no, not yet, but... Yeah. Yep. Um, then third place, there is a tie with Bobby and Porter and Cookie, 175. Followed by Umo with 171. Followed by Daniela with 170. Emily's got 143. All right. So Umo and Daniela are going to decide the boys versus girls bet. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. We better yep. step it up. And uh, yeah, so right now I feel like it's me, you, and Healy battling for second place. Yeah. Um, How far behind was I? Right now you have one. You're you are eight behind Ian. Well, behind you guys. You're three behind us. Okay, that's good. that's doable. Where mm-hmm. am I? You are one eighty three. Then me and Healy have one seventy eight. Ooh. Oh, with the playoffs. Oh, I'm good to go. Yeah, there's only Nine. there's four, four, six, seven six, games left. Seven. So, so I'm not officially eliminated either, but I would just have to yeah. pick every other game than you yeah. do and be right. <laughs> yeah. So this was it was a great wild card weekend for the most part. Oh my god, uh, I loved it. Of course, obviously against the loss, but I loved it. Six yeah. games. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Um. Buffalo's first playoff win since 1995, guys. Bobby's so young. Goddamn right. Bobby's so young, that's when he was born. That's not true. My sister was born. So we have Your older sister was born in 1995? Shut up. Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Tom. Buffalo's first win since 1995. The Browns' first win ever. Um the Saints won on Nickelodeon. Lamar Jackson won his first playoff game. And uh, the Rams defense is 
unbelievable. Um, they have the best cornerback and the best defensive lineman on the same team. Uh, it's crazy. Um, guys, what are your anything that stood out? Did you watch the Saints and Bears on Nickelodeon? I actually did not. I should have, but I did not. We had it all it on. Was- it was really, really cool. Like it, I watched it on Nickelodeon and, and it was, if they had that on when we were kids, man, I mean, it, it wasn't just like the aesthetic of the slime and stuff like that. Like, no, excuse you. me. Let it go. bro. <laughs> they, uh, they, I mean, they had some of their actors on there. They had, they explained the rules. I mean, it, it was really, really, uh, a really cool idea. Um, they should do that more often for sure. I, 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 I heard it was good. Yeah, it was really cool. When I first when they first announced they were doing that, I was like, "What? Like, why? That's so stupid." And then I would bless you. And then I was reading up on what they were doing. I was like, oh, "You know what? That actually sounds pretty cool." And then they slimed Sean Payton after the game. Yeah. Did they actually slime him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, or was it like the virtual? No, slime? no, with like real slime. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> So I no, I mean that is a very cool invent. I mean, that's how you promote the game. That's how you get young fans invested. Yeah, other sports should be doing that. That's that's whoever came up with that idea should be the GM of the Washington Football Team. And they <laughs> nice, um, and they should do that, Sorry, especially yeah. like baseball that needs that's losing young people oh, in droves. Right. Um, baseball cannot be. Uh, they cannot be. It's football. NBA. I would even put hockey definitely third. I was going to put them a step and then hockey, but I mean, with their overtime rules and how much they promote their young players now, they're third. And then it's 10 paws of dog shit and then baseball. Baseball could not be, and they have the star power too. I know this isn't part of the conversation we're supposed to be having right now, but Mm -hmm. they are so bad, so, so bad at promoting their game and making their game fun and entertaining for young fans. Wait, yeah, but no, you I, thought Bryce, I thought Bryce Harper was going to make baseball fun again. No, he was yeah. just going to make Philly baseball suck again. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, um, one of those things happened. Yeah. True. All right. Um, so the Buffalo-Indianapolis uh, game, uh, that was one of the better ones for sure. Maybe we saw the last of Phillip Rivers, which is an amazing career. Um, Buffalo's really good. Very, really, really good. Um, but I do want to talk about a, a lot, in particular the Brown Steelers game. Um, the Steelers historically <laughs> starting off 11 and 0, and then boy, did they just tailspin out. Um, and their a source, a source to one of the players, they said Washington, oh, yeah, they didn't Washington break it, broken. but Washington exposed it. <laughs> Are you okay, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Sorry. Are you allergic to sadness? <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't be alive. Oh, he'd be dead. <laughs> so much sadness. Um, yeah, no, we broke football. And then we also broke the Eagles. Yeah, but then and then we the Steelers don't. players are still doubling down. I really don't understand it. I hate I hate the I hate the fans. I hate the players. They can go fuck themselves. I used to, I used to love Juju Smith. I, I was like saying the same thing. But he fucking sucks, dude. You need like, to, sh- sucks. You need to shut the up. Field, off the field, that's not an issue. Like he is a great person in the community. 
not what I'm saying. He sucks at life. He needs to stop talking. He needs to stop fucking talking. And Chase Claypool won't fucking keep his mouth shut. It's unreal. Like, you just, lost. Just, you lost. You, you lost. got beat easily. Handily, you lost. But they're going to keep on. And now they're calling Browns classless. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Claypool, you're the one who said losing? Never heard of her when you're 11-0. You talk shit. Juju Smith is sitting there fucking Corvetting all over the goddamn place. Mm-hmm. And then once you guys start losing, now all of a sudden these teams are disrespectful. It doesn't work like that. No. Nope. Suckle upon it from the dogs. So. You know, talk about two just historically disenfranchised teams like the Browns and Bills. You know, that's awesome for their this, their fan bases. I wish they could enjoy it like they deserve to, but. Um, it's still an amazing story. Oh, they're, um, I'm, I'm, they're enjoying let's it. Let's go, Bill. And then, um, you know, Russell Wilson did not look like Russell Wilson at all. I was sitting there waiting and waiting. I mean, I know the Rams' yeah. defense is great, but waiting and waiting. I was like, he's going to do it. He's well, the reason it. why I picked Seattle is because I thought, well, the Rams have their backup quarterback. There's no way. And uh, Russell at home? In the playoffs, yeah. take that all the time. Yeah, we, the Rams. we know Ian. <laughs> but and, and hey, ride and die with that defense for sure. But I, I'm sure we should keep letting Russ let Russ cook. Mm-hmm. Enough. Russ of that. hasn't cooked since week six, and this is now back to back years he's done this. Maybe even more, where he is mm-hmm. halfway through the season by far the league MVP, and then either. They just fired their offensive coordinator, did they not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so either their offense gets super lackadaisical or teams figure them out, and he just has terrible ends to the season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love Russell Wilson. I think he's very good. I would obviously love to have him on my team. Shit that he does in the community is fantastic. He's a, seems like a great person, great personality. Uh, but, man, what a disappointment, at least the past two seasons, from where they were to where they are now, how they finished the season. And and just look what, also for the Rams, look what Jalen Ramsey has done for that secondary. And, I mean, what he's doing against the the opposing team's number one wide receivers. I mean, he's doing against these, against like all pros, he's shutting them down. He is, I mean, when you have a corner that's that good, I mean, it completely alters your game plan. Yeah, and he does not get enough respect, and it's not even close. No, yeah, and like he should he should be getting Revis Island type respect, but doesn't mm-hmm. get it because he because he was with Jacksonville talked so much shit, mm-hmm. and the first year we was with the Rams, it wasn't that good, but they figured it out. Well, we were, he's he's the best in the league. Oh, we've been saying this about Jalen Ramsey since he took that Jaguars to the AFC Championship game, which they still should have won, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which is what, but then after that, once he started talking all that shit, then mm-hmm. he started getting scrutinized, and a lot was game game management, game plan in Jacksonville, and then he went to L.A. L.A. for what, like a for two first rounders, something like that. But unlike so was at least a first round pick, yeah. But unlike Chase K- Claypool and Juju Smith Schuster, he's backing up his talk. Mm-hmm. He's the best. And he's not talking right now. That's the crazy thing. That's true. But also, sorry, just to 
wheel back to uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. No, Jesus Christ, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Uh, he also doesn't have excuses anymore. Really, he's got weapons now. I mean, for a long time, it was like he's got no one to throw to. His offensive line sucks. He's got DK Metcalf and um, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. And Chris Carson as his running back. He's got a solid mm-hmm. offensive line. Okay, the defense isn't Legion of Boom anymore, but it's yeah. they play a lot better down the stretch. I mean, he's running out of excuses because he's yeah. got guys to throw to. Yeah, and that, that defense didn't lose in the game last weekend. Um, their offense was just shut down. Shut down. Yeah. Um, all right, so then last we'll end on the uh, purple camos. Lamar Jackson has his first playoff win. And that is, uh, no. I guess, revenge against the Tennessee Titans. And I mean, this, this, uh, the, the Ravens are really peaking, in my opinion. They're getting healthy and they're playing really what we expected them to do all season. And it's just, I mean, I know they were um, decimated with injuries, but they are. Lamar Jackson looks like Lamar Jackson and uh, J.K. Dobbins is playing really well and Umo should be calling in. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, and they are there. I would not want to play them if I if I were any other team. That's for sure. I mean, I would just say. I mean, if I, I, if I'm Umo or a Ravens fan, I kind of wish I was facing against Kansas City instead of Buffalo. Really? I think they would match up better against because I think Kansas City's defense is worse. They got Kansas City beat the Braves. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think but that was also like, week no, what two or three. True. I mean, they're different teams right now. I mean, the thing that I would say is that there's a 40% chance of snow. I think that that'll fuck with Baltimore. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I would much rather play Buffalo than Kansas city. If I were Baltimore, I I don't know. I, I I would just think also with the single buy, maybe you, Catch Kansas City napping coming off the only team as a bye. Buffalo just played and had to play a, a, a strong game too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they had an easy walkthrough week that they could look past. So, I mean, Buffalo's going to be prepared and they're going to be playing in their elements. Now, those elements also help the Ravens because they run the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if it's going to be that much, if it's going to be that snowy, that helps them a little bit. But, yeah. you know, obviously Buffalo and Josh Allen, who played at Wyoming, is going to be more comfortable playing in the snow. Um, but, also, the whole talk about Lamar winning his first playoff, that that's so overblown. He's going he's gonna to win a playoff game just because he lost his first two. He already did. He already won one. We're good. We're past that. When? He just beat the Titans. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, everyone yeah. making a big deal that he beat the Titans. No, that, like, that was a guarantee. Kick rocks. Like, no one cares. He was, he was going to win a playoff game. It's not like he... Baker Mayfield was the oldest AFC quarterback left in the playoffs. But Definitely. nobody talks about anybody else playoffs wins. Yeah. It was Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Patrick Mahomes. He's also only played in two playoff games. I mean, it took Peyton, like, what, five turns to win a playoff it game? Took Mahomes the exact same amount. Yeah. So what? I, don't, I, I just didn't get it. I didn't get everyone making it a big deal. Like, wait. So the, but, the whole deal, it, it's overblown yeah. like a motherfucker. It was so annoying. Just because he won the MVP, yeah, that's that's the only reason. Lamar finally the playoffs, but he okay, cool. Like, congrats. He has one more playoff win than Taylor Heineke. <sighs> and for a second, they were tied. <laughs> for now, 
for now. All right, you guys ready for um, division round pick'em? Yeah. All right, so Ian won last week. I was right behind him. Bobby after me. So Ian, Tom, Bobby. First game, we got the Rams traveling to Green Bay to play the Packers. The Packers are favored by six and a half. Battle of former Washington coordinators or coaches. Weird. Oh, we let so we let people out the building. Could you imagine if Kyle Shanahan was also still coaching in these playoffs? No, oh, it's that's only a matter of time till that. If happens. he had a healthy team, oh, he would be he'd here. Be in there. Yeah. yeah, it'd be uh, them instead of the fucking Bears. Oh, you know that would be a trifecta because so we had Sean McVay two years ago. We had before. Um, we had um, Kyle Matt last LaFleur. year, and now we need Matt Lafleur this year. In the yeah. in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. And to lose. Mm-hmm. Either way, just getting the Super Bowl. Is- yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Ian, who are you going with? Okay, so I'm going. I'm going Aaron, but McVeigh covers. And right, yeah, yeah, six and a half. Six and a half is bigger, six and a half. bigger than I thought it would be with that defense. Devonte Adams less than one and a one and a half touchdowns, less than so only and, one touchdown, and it's going to snow. In Green I'm, Bay. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a Jalen Ramsey uh, Devontae Adams matchup for sure. It's gonna be great. Yeah, and I'm going Packers as well. <laughs> nah, I mean I, I can't I'm not gonna try to catch up. It's it's pointless. Yeah. I think these I mean, just a general overview. These Saturday games might be better than the Sunday games. I might be looking more forward to Saturday, then Sunday. Same. But, yes. I don't know. All right. I, so, I'm going to go Aaron because I. this has to be his year, right? Like This is the best team he's ever had. Even yeah. it's, the, it's the best coach he's ever had. True. But, I mean, he's also got Devontae Adams. He's got Aaron Jones. He's, this is, he's got, I think, two. All- the, if, if he had Jordy Nelson and fucking uh, got, uh, James Jones alongside with Anybody but Mike McCarthy with that defense with AJ Hawk, we're talking a different goat scenario. And yeah. Clay Matthews, that's what, exactly. It's a different goat I scenario. Mean, and he's, he's also got two, he's got to win more than one Super Bowl to be on it. a next level. Team. Yes, he ha- he has to. He's also got two All Pro offensive linemen. I mean, this is one of the best lines he's ever had too. I mean, he, this is got, yeah, but he, but oh, one of them got hurt. Gone. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's gone. He's done for the year. On a all freak right, so tear in practice. That sucks. The um, all right. So the eleven and five Ravens travel to Buffalo. The Bills are favored by two and a half. I took the Titans last week because it was a kind of win-win scenario for me. If the Ravens won, I have a happy Umo, and if the Titans win, that means I was correct. Um, fair. Two and a half spread. It's going to snow. First snow, it's a pretty large over under, 49 and a half. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I think this Bills team is hitting on all cylinders right now. And they're just in sync. The offense, the defense. I, I mean, they had a tough game. But they they were on 
pace to blow out the Colts. And, and credit to the Colts and Frank Reich, he a Terp, for fighting back. I think this game is going to be very close. I think the the Bills pull it out. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. All right. Um, I think the Ravens are peaking at the right time. And there's a reason why the spread is two and a half points. I feel like snowy conditions are to the Ravens' benefit because of their rushing attack with Dobbins and Lamar Jackson. Um, the Bills just lost their primary running back, uh, Zach Moss. He's out. So um, all that in mind, the way the Ravens are playing, their defense um, playing really, really well. Um, I'm going Ravens. Yep, that's 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 all well and good. But only the <laughs> Bills will win. Josh I'm sorry, Huma. <laughs> but I'm but I'm not sorry. Here we go. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, he's a Virginia Cavalier. It's all gonna work out. I'm sure he's a Virginia Cavalier. <laughs> I will mute you, sir. No right. facial, no facial. <laughs> so next game Sunday, the Cleveland Browns travel to Kansas City. Chiefs are ten point favorites. Ian, uh, I mean, Chiefs, obvious. yeah. But I do think that I think the Browns cover. Okay. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. See that or it's a. Low. You can see that. I mean, it's the highest it's over high. under. That is a high spread for a divisional round. Very. It. What's the over under? Fifty seven. Fifty seven. Yep. It's the highest on the weekend. Right, Brownies, hats to you for making the playoffs and also beating the Steelers, but Chiefs. Yeah, that's Chiefs and all thank, the way around. And thank you for be, beating the Steelers. Like, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind um, of like what we just said about the Washington. I mean, it's like. They weren't supposed to be here, but now they are. So, you know, if you make a game of it, you, you should leave happy. But last year, they, like the Brownies were supposed to be like the Super Bowl contender. That's true. You know, Freddie Kitchens mm-hmm. was just so bad. Good God. Kevin Stefanski came in and done well. Yeah. Let's go. Without Odell Beckham Jr. True. All right. So. The game of the Immortals. 11-5 Bucks travel to New Orleans to play the Saints. Saints are favored by three. This is a coin flip game, guys. Wow, only three? The Saints have dominated them. Yep. What you got, Ian? Oh, it's on me? Fuck. No, it should be on me. Oh, I'm yeah. Because it went Ian first, then I went first, then Ian first. Now it's me first. Oh me? Okay, yeah. Sorry. Don't make me sad. Um one hand Saints have dominated the Bucks. Other hand, it is very hard to beat a team three times in one season. And that team has Tom Brady. And they're hitting on all cylinders. And the Saints playoff history is not on their oh. favor. No. Everything points to the Bucks pulling off an upset. I think. I do not want to pick them though. I hate them so much. 
and it's mostly stemming from Brady, Antonio Brown. I'm going to... I'm going to pick... God damn it. I'm going to pick the Bucks because I'm going to root against them, and if they lose, I'll be happy. But if they win, that means I was right. Um, Bobby, I I agree with everything you just said. I'm going with Mm -hmm. Bucks because, again, I can't imagine these two 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 teams sweeping one another. Um, Tampa Bay seemed to be playing at a higher level right at this moment. <clears throat> the Saints didn't look particularly well against Chicago. No, they did not. Um, yeah, they barely beat them. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go Tampa as well, even though I feel terribly for Saint the Saints fans because they have been screwed over so bad um, in recent years. So bad. So, and um, how Tom Brady comes to town. We, yeah. You haven't been screwed over until you played Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. And they've so. dominated him. Bad. Both times. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm still going with Tampa. Ian, what you got? <clears throat> well, initially, I was going to pick Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I still think Tampa's going to win. But fuck you guys. <laughs> Fair. Drew Brees. Nice. All right. If they win, I'll be happy because I I was right. I do think Tampa's going to win, though. Noted. I mean, then the spread reflects that. So. Yeah, it really does. That's that's crazy, actually. Three? Three and a half? Yeah. All right. So um, I know Porter's not here to do Rotten Gregory's. We talked about it before we started. Uh, there was a blockbuster NBA trade yesterday as James Harden weaseled his way out of Houston, is now a member of the Brooklyn Nets. You have a starting five with Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, three of the most unlikable players in the NBA, all in one roster. John Wall has been left out to dry again. And um, he got all the depot. He got all the depot, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what a what a blockbuster of a trade. I feel so bad for John. I do too. <laughs> I am so happy he he got Old Depot though. That's a, that's a good thing. He got Old Depot and four first rounders, but that's four first rounders. That doesn't help him out in the immediate future by any means necessary, because they're also swapped picks. The mm-hmm. Nets. You're going to implode. They're going to implode. There's no way. That's going to be a train wreck, right? Kyrie Irving, first of all, is like one of the most selfish players that has ever played in the NBA. Ever. I hate him so much. James Harden is what? Top three most selfish players to ever play in the NBA. (laughs) And now he's the fucking chunky bus. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck is he? He's Grimace. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here! If you you want you want four first rounders for that fat fuck? Okay, go. In his last five games, he averaged seventeen points. Good luck. I don't. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work when both Kyrie and Harden and KD, for that matter, are all bomb, ball dominant players. They need so. they need the ball. I don't. I don't know how that's going to work and how they're going to figure that out mid season. It's um. It should be. I, I expect it to be a train wreck, and I will get my popcorn ready immediately. Please and thank you. 
then again, they're three of the most talented players on the planet. So if somehow Steve Nash and their assistant coach coaches can figure out how they can all kind of coexist, then they could easily be the favorite coming out of the East. They probably have more talent than any other team in the East. Here's the thing. There's now with these super teams, there is no East or West. It's super team versus super team. Yeah. I hate just, the NBA. Just team alone. It'd be like, okay, 76ers team alone was the best in the East. Mm-hmm. Then it was Milwaukee. Yeah. And maybe Brooklyn. Now, in, in the West, who the fuck is in the West? Who the fuck can compete in the West with the Lakers? Nobody. Unless the Clippers can elevate, but. They cannot. The Denver's NBA pretty good, but they're not fucked. good enough. The NBA is fucked. Yeah. I, so now here we are where it's going to be this imploding Nets, which I, I'm not, I don't think they're going to make it to the, to the finals. I really don't. I think one of the one of the teams like Miami or, or Philly that plays better team basketball will correct will prevail. But. Or Milwaukee, yeah. yeah. But the no Nets, I don't see the Nets making it to, to the fucking final. Kyrie, Kyrie will not be there. Kyrie will not be there. That's a guarantee. He's a piece of shit. He's not even there right now because he's <laughs> he's off trying to find the edge of the fucking flat Earth. I remember they interviewed him on Christmas. He's like, well, I really don't celebrate the holiday, but I was like, what? Well, well what are you doing? <laughs> Guess he doesn't believe in Christmas. I, I don't think it's because he doesn't, he's, he doesn't believe in another religion. Is he a Jehovah's Witness? He doesn't believe in anything. He's just a weird guy, man. No, he believes the earth is flat. That's what he believes. Yeah. That's, that's my most upsetting thing. It's like, <laughs> you went to Duke. You're an educated man, supposedly an educated man, but you still swear that the earth is flat. I thought he I thought he recanted that, did he not? Oh no, he's he's tripled down. Oh boy. <laughs> his fucking oh god, I hate this guy. <laughs> his no, uh in, his, in, his Wikipedia page, uh first off, okay, there's a part in his personal life and said in May 2011, Irving prom- made a promise to his father to finish his bachelor's degree at Duke within five years. However, in 2016, having not achieved his degree, he claimed he was putting his plans aside on hold, stating, quote, when I leave the game of basketball, then I'll focus on my next step of life. Like, you're not getting your degree, you idiot. <laughs> Especially from Duke. Oh, no, my Bobby, God. He believes JFK is- was killed by the Federal Reserve. Yeah, of course he does. And he believes that the CIA tried to kill Bob Marley. This guy sucks. Why are we talking about him? Um, well, Bobby, I think <laughs> what you said is, you said, I hate the NBA. I and hate it's, the NBA. It's reasons for what just happened. Your reasons are justifiable because I think it's in any sport that you take away. It's because what's amazing about sports is the best reality show ever because you never know what's going to happen. But in the NBA, it's so predictable because these players collude with one another to team up. And it's just down. I mean, if you're not a Lakers fan or a Nets fan, then, like, what's the point? Well, oh, and- Bob, Bobby's so young, he doesn't remember the CP3 trade getting denied. That's true. For this exact reason. Which trade? Yeah. Do you remember that? Which one? 
CP3? Yeah, Chris CP, Paul to the CP3 Lakers. to the Lakers with Kobe Bryant. Oh, uh, from New Orleans? Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Where it got denied by David Stern. Yeah. You don't remember that. No, I mean, I don't remember the nitty-gritty details, but I remember that happening. Yeah. Or, yeah. That, he got denied for, because it was going to be a super team. Just Kobe Bryant and Chris Paul denied. David Stern denied it. Nowadays, mm-hmm. and you know Silver. what the fucked up is because Chris Paul should have a should have a ring because if that, that happened, mm-hmm. they would have gotten a ring. Yeah, probably. I mean, Tom, to your point, nowadays, nowadays you ha- you could have three MVPs on the same exact team, and, and, and that's what's and that's what's frustrating because there's so much talent. Like I'm watching the the Warriors Nuggets game right now, and you have Nikola Jokic, who's one of the best centers in basketball, if not the best center, and Stephen Curry just going shot for shot with one another, and it's it's awesome. It's really entertaining. It's great basketball, but when it comes down to the playoffs, and none of them the will, is, none of them will be in the championship game. No, no. But Tom, you said that. Uh, I'm listening. Go ahead. You said Tom. Uh, Sports are the best reality show that we have. Correct. When the reality show takes place in the field of play, not mm-hmm. off the court of play. The NBA's biggest selling point is the drama off the court. That's what gathers all these young fans, all, well, they, all these TikTokers they, and Instagrammers, all these all these youths. Yeah, they well, they max they market their players fantastically. Yeah, and, they do, but uh, nothing. But they do on the court. Yeah, it's just it's not. They don't care about the product. They care about making headlines. They care about woge bombs. They care about social media numbers and live streams. They don't care about action. I mean, it's just, it's so hard for the casual fan Mm -hmm. to get back into the game, in my opinion. I mean, you guys are are NBA guys through and through, and that's, I respect that. But as a guy who is. Teetered, no, he is an NBA guy through and through. As a guy who's teetered on that line in my entire life. Because I hate. That's by default, Bob, because I hate Mark Turgeon so much. That's fair. Like, I hate Mark Turgeon as much as you hate the NBA. That's fair. But as someone who is like, look, I mean, you're, they're doing like, what are they doing to bring in someone like me? Why wouldn't you want to target someone like me? Someone who enjoys sports, someone who wants, I want to be an NBA fan, but they make it so damn difficult because it's just so obnoxious because I'm dealing with. James Harden wants out of so he's gonna throw a hissy fit until he gets traded to the team that he wants to be traded to. Yeah. And guess what always happens every single time. Every they single time their, they get what they, they want. They get their way. So it's not even. I, I mean, maybe I should take it back because it's not even drama being because we know it's gonna happen. It's predictable, like you said, Tom. Like mm-hmm. he said, oh, he wants bullshit. to trade. He wants to go to New York. All right, Woj puts that out there. Two days later, it happens. Like, yeah, it's it's not. Actual drama. It's not fair. It's like if it's, I'm, it's like the I'm OC watching, again. The the Nuggets are really good. They play amazing team basketball. It's unselfish basketball. They're very well coached. They deserve to be in the conversation, mm-hmm. but they don't because I mean in basketball in particular, it's such a talent driven sport. I mean the best players will win nine times out of ten, and you know when these best players are teaming up to one. I mean and teaming up with one another it just takes the balance there's not a balance there's the competitive balance is just so top heavy that it's it's frustrating yeah it it, it really is and um you know it makes you resent some of the greatest athletes ever 
And um, yeah, I know Bobby, I, I, I get it. I understand. I agree with it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Then again, it's still really, well, so like, like my favorite part of the NBA, maybe in my entire lifetime, besides those handful of years that the wizards were good was the bubble. The bubble yes. was the best basketball that I've seen ever. Mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Okay, maybe since the Actual 90s. Basketball. Since the 90s. Actual basketball since the 90s. Yeah. Anybody who says otherwise, they're, they, they're not talking about actual basketball. They're talking mm-hmm. about drama. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will fight to the death about that. And maybe, that that, that's, maybe that's why it was so good because it was just about the game. Yeah. It wasn't about it. That's exactly why. Yeah. There, was no, there, was no, there was no outside drama. For that, for that bubble, there was no outside drama. There was no fans. The best team won and the best team played. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. That's why Phoenix did so well. That's why fucking Damien killed it. Mm-hmm. Killed it in that in that bubble. God, I loved it. That, I loved watching that. And I want this entire season to be back in the bubble. And yeah. Jimmy Butler, Luca. Jimmy. D- Damian Lillard going off. Like um, I hated the Heat for so long because of LeBron, because it was the the first super team. Yeah, I rooted for the Heat. I I loved watching well, the, the Heat. first super team was Boston. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But you know, what I, I, mean. I will say though, with the Celtics, they were all at. The, I mean, they were all played on some shitty teams for like. A it was decade. the first big three. Yeah. Whoa, like they, whoa, whoa. they paid their dues. Like they they. They waited that one out, not like... I'm pretty sure Gilbert, Karam Butler, and Antoine Jameson were before the Boston Big Three. They well were played. Yeah. Probably not that young. <laughs> the, the, real, the real Big Three. The real Big Three. No, okay, yeah. are you too young to remember Larry Hughes? No, I remember Larry Hughes. I remember him. I remember him. I remember being seven when they traded what, him. What number? Larry Hughes wore... Ooh, not twenty. Was it twenty? It's in. The, it's yes. In the, you're cool. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. Nice. See, I remember. All right, guys. Well, this was fun. Um, we'll talk next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, so be- I am fully remote of doing mass and podcasts from home in this very setup. I don't know if you can see my Max Scherzer backdrop that I've got right here. I uh, like it. Where, where was that in the house? Upstairs. Okay. It's it's the room next to our bedroom. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we don't go anywhere. We don't do anything. So I'm pretty much free every single night whenever you guys are free. Um, Sounds good. So we'll keep. Or I guess you know what? Now that Ian's a working man, it's whenever Ian's free. I'm a six day man, but I a lot of the nights will be free. You'll make. Good. You'll make. You'll make time. You'll make time. Well, we hope that you make time to tune into the Pokemon we'll Coach Podcast. Don't, don't you blame me. <laughs> it's never been your fault. It's always been mine. Um, but yeah, we we hope that you guys out there listening make time for us. We appreciate those that do on a weekly basis or whenever we get these episodes out. Uh, if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Google Podcasts, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for spreading the word. We hope that you continue to do so. Um, getting the word out there and telling your friends. We appreciate all the great feedback that we hear from you. Uh, We know that it's mostly our close group 
uh, family and friends, but we appreciate it nonetheless. We enjoy uh, doing the podcast and having some fun with it and being able to talk uh, local DC sports. Uh, you can also follow Put Me In Coach Podcast on different social media channels uh, at PMIC Podcast on Spotify. Oh, no, sorry, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Give us a follow. Um, we try to keep you updated with what's going on in the DC sporting universe uh, and the landscape around here. Uh, at Tom underscore Natalie for Thomas, the married man, at Ian underscore Foster 21 for Iggy. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. And Porter is at Ultimate Z's. Ultimate Z's on Twitter. <laughs> for the boys, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Night. My watch is ended. This has been it. Put Me In Coach Podcast. Screw you guys. I'm going.